is that your sister is finishing your father's work and plans to take all the credit for it. I rolled my eyes in irritation. I didn't have time for this. You're full of it, and I don't appreciate your little prank. Don't contact me again. The three dots appeared, signaling that the texter was typing something. Hated as I did, I couldn't deny my curiosity. I wasn't sure what bothered me more, the fact that the person kept texting me or the fact that I wanted to know what else they had to say. Finally, the words came through on my screen. I've been watching her. She's crafty. I think she'd do just about anything to have the spotlight all to herself. Don't you? I did, but that didn't mean I was going to share my feelings with a total stranger, or maybe even Grace herself hiding behind the anonymity of a text message. The phone pinged again. Maybe even kill for it. I stared at the message, my head aching, my heart suddenly thumping inside my chest. I whispered aloud, What do you mean by that exactly? I sat there in my chair a while, breathing in and out, trying to see clearly through the whirlwind of thoughts that had filled my mind. I sent another message, Who are you? I waited, watching the clock. After five full minutes, there was no response. I sent another. Hello? But whoever it was, they were done playing with me for now. They'd stirred up the kind of anxious thoughts that had kept me company for as long as I could remember, only to disappear once again. Listen, pal, unless you want to give me some real information, I don't want to hear a word you have to say. So next time you feel like texting me, either include your name with the message or piss off. I set my phone on the desk and picked up the envelope Connor had brought me. The addresses on the front were in neat handwriting, on lines so straight that it looked as if they'd been written with the aid of a ruler. It was the handwriting of an orderly person, and despite the almost feminine curve to some of the letters, the writer was a man. Not just any man. Victor. Once a month, my guardian, my godfather, sent a handwritten letter, sometimes with photos, catching me up on everything he thought I was missing out on. Victor didn't use a cell phone. He didn't text or Instagram or anything that normal people did. He was one of that strange, rare breed who seemed convinced that the advancement of technology was actually contributing to the decline of polite society or some such crap. He was probably solely responsible for the continued operations of the United States Postal Service. Each letter contained an update on Grace, and gently pleaded with me to consider returning to the Wills Institute. The photographs were never of my sister, just of things that were supposed to remind me of home, and Victor only dared a sentence or two concerning her well-being and latest accomplishments. Even Victor, who could be annoyingly persistent when the mood caught him, knew better than to push Grace on me, or the other way around. My sister and I wanted nothing to do with each other. That much was made clear on the day I'd left the Wills Institute to move to California, and Grace hadn't even come to say goodbye. I picked up my phone and scrolled back through the text conversation. Who had sent them? The number was marked as unknown. It could have been anyone— although they'd acted like they'd known me personally and had insinuated such ugly things about Grace. Not that I thought my sister wasn't fully capable of stealing our father's research, if she had the motivation. But would she kill for it? Was Grace capable of that kind of evil? I wished I was certain one way or another. I couldn't help remembering when we were kids and Grace had gotten a new bike for Christmas. 
Emily from down the street had received the same bike, only hers was purple, Grace's favorite color, with fancy tassels on the handlebars. Grace was so mad that Emily's bike was better than hers that she tossed Emily's in a dumpster and watched as the garbage truck crushed it. I saw the whole thing, only no one believed me. Grace never touched her pink bike again. She just left it outside beside the garage to rust. I set the phone down again and ripped open the envelope. Better just to get it over with, read whatever it was that Victor had to say. A letter, handwritten on vellum, slipped out and into my palm, weighted by something that was folded within. When I saw what it was, my breath caught in my throat. I recognized it instantly. It was a silver coin from Croatia, marking the 150th anniversary of the birth of Nikola Tesla.